And thank you for being here. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Being Naked. My name is Venus Castleberg, your host, and I am so excited today. Um, I have so many things popping, but we'll talk about those in a second. Let's go ahead and just start today by taking our deepest barriers down, even the ones we don't know about. Push them down, pull them down, strain and create them. And as you all know, I do that more, more often than not for me. But if you'd like to jump on for the road, <laughs> for the ride, you're welcome to. Without further ado, I'd love to introduce our guest. Um, today we have Connor Hill. Connor Hill, to me, um, actually the first foundation access consciousness I took with Connor Hill. Um, but one of the things that really stood out to me about Connor was his sense of humor. <laughs> he always makes me laugh. <laughs> and <laughs> and, um, and one of the things I've seen happen for Connor has been this, this exposure of becoming a gentleman and stepping into more of who he truly is. So I'm really excited to um, introduce him and have him on the show. Welcome, Connor. Thank you, Venus. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad to be back because I think the podcast that we recorded a couple of years ago is still one of my favorites I've ever personally done and been involved in. Oh, awesome. I love that. <laughs> yep. So we're, we're on to a new platform and a new theme. And this one's really just about um, vulnerability and the willingness to be ourselves, you know, whatever that is. Um, and as I was kind of getting ready for the show, one of the things that really popped for me with you was um, being an empowering gentleman. Can you talk a little bit about what a gentleman means to you? Hmm. Well, and thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, and thank you for noticing these things about me. I'm like, huh, I was, I'm glad. I really like not being prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Just like with questions like that, I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't have time. I think I'm so grateful I didn't have time to like try and think about this. Um, you know, it's like, what is a gentleman for me? I would, I really, I like, I, I don't like defining things like at all. Um, but there is this thing of like, a, for men, this, this, it's like, I guess I'm like, like, what kind of a gentleman would I like to be if I was to be a gentleman? Mm -hmm. If gentlemen were something I wanted to be, whether I am it or not right now, what would I like it to be? Um, you know, because for most of my life, if anyone had ever asked me, like, what is a gentleman? I would have been like, huh? <laughs> and it still brings up a lot of that, like, huh? And, you know, I'd actually say, I'd look at, for a long time, I thought what was not a gentleman were a lot of things I actually enjoyed. Like you said, you say you liked my, like my humor. There are a lot of people that do not like my humor. And so I'm grateful to know that you like it because I like my humor too. <laughs> it tends, <laughs> tends to get me in trouble. And um, I would have not said, I would never have said that 
a gentleman is humorous, at least not with my kind of humor. I would have been like, it's a gentleman that is humorous is like, oh, uh, did you know that the wheat this year grew longer than it's supposed to? Ha, ha, ha. I'm not a gentleman because my my jokes are, you know, grotesque and rude and 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 they'll push your buttons and things like that. Like I think one time my mom said to me, "Well, I think I think comedians that don't use bad words are the best because if they can make a joke without." bad words, then they're really good. And I thought about that for a while. I spent like, cause I was like thinking about doing stand up comedy, not like as a business, but just for fun. Um, and so I tried to make some jokes and make a skit about not having, not using swear words. But then I realized I really like bad words. They're so much fun. So I'd rather use them. <laughs> That's <my opinion. laughs> That is so awesome. And and it's this is great. Thank you for acknowledging that sometimes yeah. I ask things that throw you for a loop because that's no, kind of the idea. Yeah. <laughs> um and and one of the things I know about you is you have this intense kindness and an awareness of people. And um to me, if we weren't labeling it, but to me, that's the sign of a gentleman It's just somebody yeah. who's aware of people. Like you could say, I'm a gentleman too. Like, cause it's just like yeah. having, being willing to have this awareness and, um, and not run people over, right. Not yeah. feel like we have to bulldozer them. And sometimes if we need to bulldozer them, like, it's like, it's all of it. And it's not yeah. this, this is the right way to be a gentleman. And this is the wrong way to be a gentleman. <laughs> this is yeah. just like. And as you say cool. that, one of my favorite, like with everything you just said there, because I would have always said, you know, a gentleman is gentle. Um, mm -hmm. But like you said, you don't want to overlook what's actually required. And so I would almost say like, because for a long time, you know, you said I was kind. For a long time, I would put kindness towards others before I put kindness towards me. I'm getting better at that. I don't know if I'm really good at it yet, but I am getting better at being kind to me first um, and actually choosing what's kind to me, not try and give me up to be kind to others. Um, and so I would actually say, I wonder, like, like, what would it be like applying gentleman as being gentle to you? Like, mm. and yeah, cause it's like, it, it's a like, I would definitely say a gentleman is not someone that allows people to walk all over them, but doesn't also need to walk all over anybody else and might never walk all over anybody else. They might always be able to choose something different. Um, but that's definitely not a gentleman's desire is to just walk all over people. Right. So yeah, it's, it is just kind of that awareness of others, even just, just awareness. Yeah. We, it doesn't yeah. require much, right? <laughs> so. One would think. <laughs> <laughs> right. Totally. But, I mean, I'm very grateful for your question too. Cause it's like, like the, you're making me realize right now, even of, uh, 
like we have this tool and access of, or a question or an acknowledgement, whatever you want to call it, of um, that which you are wrong for is a strongness. And like I said, I, I would have made my humor and a lot of me, because a lot of what's different, especially a lot of the things that have been wrong, that have been made wrong about me um, are the things that I'm just different from other people. And my humor I've been made wrong for, and some people have enjoyed it. And um, and I de- and it's interesting to notice that I would have never made my humor something that would be a part of a gentleman, but it doesn't. Maybe it's walked all over someone, but it's never actually, it's never been about walking all over people. It might be about pushing their buttons and making them look at the points of views they have, which is just fun for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. Yeah. And um, I love that because it really does say, you know, it's, there isn't a definition here. It's like, what is it for you? And maybe everybody today can look at, well, what does this mean for me? Um, And I love how you said, would you be willing to be gentle to yourself first? Wow, what a gift. Yeah. Well, I'm going to change subjects, but it might not be changing subjects a little, but um, you like horses, correct? I do. Yes, they're fun. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, But that wasn't always the case, was it? Uh, I didn't, you know... I rode a horse when I was really young, uh, like in Montana for some trail riding. And I recently realized just how amazing that ride was. I thought it was normal, you know, because I didn't, we didn't go run. We didn't do all these. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily in control because I was just sitting on the horse and the leader of the trail ride just like had my horse on a lead rope. But um, I recently was like, you know what? No, actually that horse that I was on was really amazing. And, and it was, and I just really adored him, but I wasn't, you know, people might think that because I grew up some in Kansas that I was like around horses, but I wasn't, <laughs> it was like horses were like nowhere to be seen. And then I also grew up some in Chicago. So it was like between those two places, it's like, I wasn't even around them to enough to where I like saw them you know, I probably spent at least like a decade never even seeing a horse. Um, Mm. So I wouldn't say it's something like I, it wasn't like I liked them, but it also wasn't like I didn't have like a dislike of them. I didn't, I definitely wasn't totally aware of, and I'm still not, and I'm getting more all the time, but totally aware of just how amazing they actually are and how different they are than any other animal really. Mm. I love that. What are some of the things that if you could point some of them out, some of the things that maybe you've learned from a horse? Well, I'm going to actually, I'm going to take what you asked earlier and I'm going to put it to this. I am going to, I said I wasn't going to define a gentleman, but I think I will now. A gentleman can ride a horse. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Nobody else's definition, I'm going to use it for myself. And a part of the reason I say that is, this is, again, my own little personal weird point of view, and there's probably, there might be some caveats. I wouldn't even say probably. 
There might be caveats and maybe there actually aren't. It's going to really depend on people's opinion about different world leaders and country leaders and things like that. But I look at the, I look at the change over time, like from when, you know, let's take the presidents of the United States. Um, Every president of the United States up until um, in the middle of the 1900s rode horses. Every single one of them. The last president to have ridden horses was um, was in the 80s, and he rode them not for anything other than uh, movies. So it was Ronald Reagan, and he rode them in movies. Um, but I really just look at all those, and I look at all the people, not just men. Men have typically been leaders throughout our past history at this time but not just men, people that have ridden in horses and ride horses and they're different, especially if you're someone that is like, there's this combination and this is sort of leads into what I've learned from them. It's like, it's like, you've got to be willing to receive to ride a horse. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Nowadays, there are a lot of people that do do like massive amounts of control and some abuse in order to get the horse to do what they want. Um, but in the olden days for like, there's, you can find a literature that is over 2000 years old, 3000 years old that talks about how to be gentle with a horse and how that's actually the, the means and methods by which you can get the greatest outcome with riding a horse. And so, you know, they used to plow our fields. They used to move us from place to place. And, and there's like, I used to think that, you know, you could just get on a horse and a horse like did all the work, but you've got to be one. They demand of you to be present because when you're riding a horse, they, even if you're not riding a horse, they assume that you're the superior being talk about being naked and they don't mind seeing you naked because well they're obviously naked um you've got to be the superior being and there are like the leaders of a herd there are the horses that are also willing to be the leaders and if you're not actually willing to be a leader of of you and the horse you're with or you and the horse you're with and all the other horses then the horse you're riding is going to do something that forces you to either choose to lead or get off the horse because mm-hmm. they're like, I'm not doing what you say. You're going to kill me. <laughs> You're going to get <laughs> killed. You're not paying attention to anything that's going on and I don't want to die. So you can get off my back. <laughs> that's awesome. And I love that because it, again, it's that willingness to just be present. You know, are we willing to be present with people? Are we willing to be present with animals? You know, are we willing to be present with ourselves? You know? Yeah. Um, And the the willingness to be aware of the different kinds of horses, like no horse is the same. And I, I personally can even just tell the difference in the way, like people that ride horses and like mostly ride them quite well. Um, deal with most people also differently. And they even show up in their life 
differently because about one of the things at least I've noticed a lot with horses that isn't necessarily true with other animals is like they'll also they also require of each other to like be more like to be more aware be more aware mm -hmm. of everything that's going on be more aware they don't necessarily try to like rip each other down there are some horses that do but and some people can probably shoot me down for everything i'm saying because in the horse world i'm still like a newbie rider i've only been riding for 2014 2013 2014 was that six, seven, eight years? Um, so seven or eight years. So I'm still new. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, those are some of the things I've really noticed as a mostly outsider coming into riding horses and the horse world, if you want to call it that. Cool. I love that. Yeah. And now, um, there's something I wanted to ask you about. Um, I heard recently um, that you you coach somebody to not um, facilitate their family. Ah, I know it's yeah. seem like a tangent, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and why would you say that? Like, what would what's your awareness around that? Like. If you're going, my point of view is if you're going to make them like beg for it. Mm. And what's my awareness around that? Um, I couldn't tell you why at this point in time. Um, I think I'll have a more of awareness of why in the future, but I do know that. And I do know that uh, it doesn't work. Right. Just It doesn't work. <laughs> Like I, you know, I, I guarantee you could probably talk to some people that are like, oh, it totally works. I facilitated my family. And then if you talk to that family member that got facilitated, they're probably like, fuck that person. Right. And if they aren't like, fuck that person right now, they might be in a couple of years or whatever it comes out to be. But it's like what I've noticed with a lot of people when they facilitate a family member or a friend or someone that they have a past history and a relationship with, they'll allow their own personal points of views as to what the other person should be, what they're aware of with the other person and how their life works and what they should be doing and what they should be choosing. And then they're going to try and facilitate them, which isn't facilitating. Facilitating, if you're trying to get somebody to choose something, you're not facilitating. That's essentially what it comes down to. And that's what typically I see is people trying to get their family to choose something that they want them to choose. That is not facilitating. And in fact, that's not riding a horse. Right. Like I'm going to weave these two together. And that's why I think that leaders in the past were so, you know, different than the leaders we have today, because you've got leaders today that are going, this is the way it should work. Well, if you've ever mm -hmm. ridden a horse, you know that getting on a horse and going, this is the way it should work is a real quick way for things to not work. Right. And so it's like, it's when facilitating, when being with a horse, when being with your family, you've got to be willing to ask a question. And it doesn't mean, and, and ask a question if you're like, you know, facilitating a person, you've got to be willing to ask a question 
and the question is purely about them coming to their own awareness. Mm. Not about what. Say. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? That, that, well, I was just saying, and you could say that is also being a gentleman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, I mean, because the, 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 you know, you're, you're, that question about what have I learned from horses is really great because there's a lot of things and we definitely couldn't cover it in the time that we're here because I don't even cover it totally in a conscious horse, conscious rider class when I facilitate one of those. But it's like you, there's this combination of when you're, when you're being that leader with the horse, you've got to be, you've got, you're not just willing to choose, but you've got to be choosing constantly. Like you've got to be choosing what you would like to create and be totally aware of the horse's reality and like not give up your reality for the horse. But also it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because what a lot of us think choosing is, is kind of this thing of like, I'm going to choose and you need to come along with me. Mm. And then the horse doesn't go along with you, but it's a 1000 pound animal. Your family is not a 1,000 pound animal. So they're a little bit easier to kind of move along sometimes. You're like, get in the car sometimes. and do it this way. You know? <laughs> um, oh, I love that. <laughs> but, and, and so it's like, for me, energetically, it's like this thing of like horses, they don't have hands. They have mouths so they can bite at stuff, but they like push and they kick and they do all these other things, but they can't grab something and move it from one place to another place per se. We're like, we got arms and stuff. We're like, you so I will grab this and I will move it over here. So you person, I will grab you and I will move you over there. But if you couldn't do that, how would you get the person to go from there to there? And that's kind mm -hmm. of what you're working with, with a horse because it's too freaking big to like, people do try to manhandle horses, but in the end, if you're willing this, if you're willing to like be the manipulation and be or do whatever it's required and be aware of what's going to work, then you go, okay. You know, like with horses, there's a thing that's pretty well known is when you're riding your horse, don't let it eat. And like, I've been letting my horse eat occasionally. And then the other day recently, he just kept stopping and eating whenever he wanted to. And I was like, all right, fine, dude, we're not, you don't like, the days of you getting to occasionally eat are over because you're overstepping the line. Mm -hmm. And this is me choosing. I'm not trying to force him to do anything. I'm just like, you're not eating when I'm riding. That's it. Right. Like, and he'll keep trying and I'll pull back on the reins. Like, nope, nope. <laughs> so, without turning it into a fight. And it's tough mm -hmm. for me to say all these things other than, you know, learning to ride and learning to, cause everybody's going to ride different and then just discovering what's actually going to work for you. Um, mm. But a lot of times to reiterate that question, a lot of times myself included, when we're facilitating a family member, we're not often trying to one, we're not often trying to get them to be all of them Two, We're, not often willing to be aware of whether or not they're actually willing to be them. Mm. And that might be a big one. And three, right. we're often pretty convinced of what them is. <laughs> <laughs> I've already decided that stamp <laughs> definition. Yeah, exactly. 
So, um, yeah, that's why I say just don't do it. Unless they're <laughs> begging you. <laughs> right. That's great advice. Yeah. So speaking of conscious horse, conscious rider, do you have any coming up? I don't have any scheduled at the moment, actually. Interesting. Okay. Cool. I've been trying so to get one scheduled in Turkey. Uh, and I do mean trying, I would really like to do another one at the ranch. Um, but I got to get some people. The ranch is not a cheap venue. So I got to get lots of people. I need like a minimum of 20 in the United States that want to go to the ranch and actually like be there and do the whole bit. Um, so, cause it's a big undertaking, actually a conscious horse, conscious rider class. Like we require people, we require horses, require people to handle the horses, um, there's a lot that goes into it. So, uh, I do require paying bodies in order for it to like really, really work out. Um, so, uh, yeah, at the moment I'm, I, I did, I guess the last one I did would have been in Russia last year. We had about 35 people. It was amazing. And so, yeah. And so I'm, I'm just sort of at the moment working on developing that in other places. And I'm actually really excited to see that a lot of the other conscious source, conscious writer facilitators are up and running in other countries. It's great. That's great. So you can find out more about that at folks on access consciousness about conscious source, conscious writer. And if you um, are like, I want Connor to teach me, then ping me yeah. or Connor and we yeah. will get something together yeah. <laughs> and i believe next week you also have a foundation online and live in denver is that correct I do i do yep foundation online <laughs> live in denver and after that the weekend after that i will be headed to vancouver british columbia for a three-day body class oh fun yeah that's great so if people want to find out more about you connor where would they go accessconsciousness.com forward slash Connor Hill, or you can check me out at connorjhill.com. Sweet. And I know that people are chomping at the bit right now, pun intended, <laughs> for yeah. you to tell us one of your jokes. Oh, <laughs> tell us good. one of your favorite jokes, Connor. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite jokes. Um, it's funny because, huh, it's like, uh, da, 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 da. um, I'm like, yesterday I was telling a lot of like dumb blonde jokes to a blonde girl because <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> um, this could be used as a dumb blonde joke or like a yo mama joke or like a stupid person joke. So you could just take like any kind of a stupid person. Um, like, let's just say, who, who would we like to say? Oh, people that don't ride horses. There we go. Let's do that. <laughs> or don't like horses. <laughs> Um, so I was talking to this, what is it like? I was at work with this person. Let's do that. I'm just like reshaping the whole, I was at work and I was about to eat breakfast and I opened a box of Cheerios and started pouring Cheerios into my bowl. And this person that doesn't, you know, doesn't like horses walked by and said, Ooh, donut seeds. If you want to plant them, uh, here, here's a few. You can plant them at your house and you'll get donuts in a couple of months. <laughs> of course you did. 
<laughs> what, really, what really made that was the look on your face and your eyeballs got all big. <laughs> I love you. We have donut seeds. I don't think anyone else thinks it's funny. Um, yeah. And there's another one because I know I talked about how my, my humor gets gets a bad rap. Uh, another one of my favorites is it's it's a good pickup line. So you can walk up to somebody at a bar or wherever and go, hey, you want to, uh, would you like to 68 and I'll owe you one later? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're funny. <laughs> hey. Hopefully somebody else got a laugh. Thank you yeah. so much, Connor. It's been an honor having you on the show. Thank you everyone for listening. We look forward to next time. Bye. <laughs>